Welcome to the DNVR show. I'm Eric. This is Megan. We got two fabulous guests today, two old friends. We were just talking about that. Old is the word. <laughs> we got Joe. We got Peter. First and foremost, this is an honor to have you guys here. I'm going to speak on behalf of DNVR. These guys have come a long way, and you know, from Brandon to uh, AJ, Rudo, Megan. Uh, it, it is a huge thing to have you guys here, and I know you don't think of yourselves as being huge, and I don't either, but as you guys being huge, but it is a huge honor. It's a tremendous thing that you guys are here, and we can't thank you enough. Um, on a different note, on behalf of my family, you know, where this is personal for us because we've been friends for a long time, and uh, you just want to say thank you for doing this for us, and as we know, they're as we just saw the picture there, uh, you guys are Hall of Famers. And, you know, obviously my dad going in there this weekend is a huge thing for our family. And uh, I, I can't thank you enough to, uh, you know, to be here. And, of course, I think I'm a Hall of Famer. I should be a Hall of Famer, but I'm not. But <laughs> the one year. You are on pace. Yeah, I was on pace one year until <laughs> Jones got here, you know, until Jonesy got here. Um, but, uh, no, it's good. And, obviously, we're leaving tomorrow. You're leaving tomorrow. It's great that you're coming all the way from Sweden to to be here this weekend. And, off, of course, you we're going to see each other in, in Toronto. Megan's going to be there. RG's going to be there. So, this is exciting, and uh, like I said, a big thank you from, from my mom and, and, and my brother and I. So, of course, we wish he was here. He's not here, so somebody's got to do the speaking. So <laughs> we'll have Max do the speaking, my <laughs> oldest, and then, uh, and then I'll yeah. do the press conference. So, But I'm going to feel like a Hall of Famer. Crow told me back then that, you know, you're just... A plug. You're not a Hall of Famer, so I'm gonna t I'm gonna send him a picture of me with the Hall of Famer. I'll be like, hey, see, you were wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, no, but it's great. Like I said, uh, we're excited, and we'll, we can talk a little bit about the festivities this weekend. And you know, I'll give Megan the uh, the floor here because ladies first, and oh. Megan is, as people say on the podcast, she's the smartest of us here in the room, and I think we tend to agree. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that I feel that same <laughs> way, but I'll, I'll kick it to Joe for the first question. It's about Pierre Lacroix. I wanted to know what kind of influence he had in your interest in pursuing management and how you approach it. And that's just to be honest, he's the reason I got into the game of hockey after after hockey. And I'm probably like like Pete. I know our last few last few years, yeah, talk with Pete or Rob Blake, and, and, and you know, Blake was an example. Like we'd sit on the bus, and say, when our careers are done, we're gone. You're not going to find us again. And uh, <laughs> uh, so that's how hockey players thought. And and as soon as you get out of the game, you miss the game. It doesn't take you long. Uh, you love the first summer, and then the next season starts, and you're not in it. And it's like, whoa, right? there's a hole. Uh, but uh, but Pierre called me and invited me uh, to to the board of governors meeting. Um, uh, I think it was after my, maybe it was, it was after, it, during the, my second year of retirement. And I thought it was a great idea. So I was, you know, went there, had a great experience. And then, and then we came back and he asked me how I liked it. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And just being around the, the, the hockey community again. And, uh, uh, you know, rest is history. So I learned a lot from Pierre. He showed me the ropes, a lot of conversations coming into the office. Uh, um, then, then, you know, he asked me if I wanted to be an advisor. So that's how it started in 2011. I, I became an advisor at the club and, um, you know, got to learn, learn a lot from these guys. Eric was, uh, was in front office and, um, it was fun. Like it was, uh, it, it was obviously different, uh, cause you don't just worry about lacing them up and playing and worrying about, you worry about your team, but really if you don't take care of yourself, you, you can't ask anything uh, from your teammates, but this is totally different. Now you're, 
you're kind of running the whole or learning how to run the, the entire organization and 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 you don't have a, any control over what's going on right there it's happening during the game but uh but you can make an influence and on, on, on the players that are there and i've heard so much about how family was important to pierre and his approach to management and I, I wanted to hear a little bit more about how much he valued it in his approach to management. I've heard such consideration for wives and kiddos in the locker room with their father. Can you just tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, he did. He was always like that. Yeah, him and, and uh, Eric's mom, Coco. Um, they, they really, when they came in 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 the, in the Quebec City, and he was hired. He he brought up. He wanted commitment from the players uh, on ice and then off ice, a family environment. He wanted everybody to be close and. And, and to him, you know, his wives, girlfriends, players, uh, the closer you are off the ice, the closer you're going to be in the dressing room because you're with each other every day. And, and you want to make sure uh, you have that environment because when you go through tough, tough times and you're going to go through tough times during a long year, um, the quickest way to get out of it is if you got a close group that cares about each other. And he really, he really valued that. And uh, um, that was one of his keys. But what it also, what made him real special, he could he could separate. Like he knew the business side. He he, as much as he loved his players and he loved all of his players, it was tough for him to make moves, to see some of those players leave. But he would do it if he thought it was the best thing for the for the organization to try and win. Because uh, ultimately, he. He was a very competitive man and wanted to win. And uh, but that's what I really admire about him. Uh, he, he could separate pretty well. And Peter, kind of similarly building off of that, you had a taste of different organizations and then their front office. I was curious how Pierre and their front office separated from other managements that you've been around. Well, I was in I was in Philly and Nashville a little bit, and I can't say anything bad about them. There were some <laughs> good times there too. I would I have to say, but uh, well, I was here such a long time with uh, with Pierre and the, and his crew, and and um, you know the only time I argued with Pierre was when he when I wanted to play, and he didn't want me to play because he felt more <laughs> like we want you alive. Uh, so other than that, I felt so welcome from the day one with him and it's something about him that made you feel comfortable around him and then you felt like uh, he wanted you on the team so and I think it was very you know when he got in players in in our team too he picked players that wanted to be here wanted to be win and want to be in this organization that uh, so you felt like you were hanging out with the people that were were the same as you you I think when players came here, they knew they were here to win hockey games, not play golf or anything or have fun. It was here to win hockey games, and and uh, so I think it was a good crew. We brought, you know, if you didn't play well and you get you know, yelled at from Joe or from Patrick <laughs> or the other crew that was older, so I think it was awesome for me. And it's just, you know, we stayed pretty close even after hockey. You know, I um, I moved to Vegas and we we kind of hanging out with Pierre, but he, like Joe said, he he was family but he also wanted to win so badly and that it really spreads in the organization that was great uh, it was uh, awesome to play here for him well to second that you know like if, if, to his point joe's point there and 
if you look at Denmarsh, right? Deddy, I think, is the best example. I, I, that was hard on him. It, it was really hard on him. And, and I know if you, were, you guys were tight. And not yeah. that you weren't tight, I'm saying. But, you know, these guys were young and more the same age. And, and I remember Deddy working here afterwards and, and, and Pierre having to talk with him about, like, you know what I mean? Like, because at first he was like, oh, my God, maybe Adam's going to want to kill me. You know what I mean? And then they, were, they became real good buddies. And, you know, one's a good card player the other one's not. <laughs> you got to figure out which one is, but, uh, you know, uh, but you're right. That, that, that was the thing. And I think he was able to, and that's the toughest you're in management. Now it's a tough, it's a tough thing to do. It is to be able to, you know, put the business face on and it, it's tough. Um, but one thing also that, that brings those guys together and, and I'll use the word my dad because that's why not everybody gave me crap my whole career about daddy. That's fine. I'll use daddy today. Uh, my dad was, Real good friends with Don Blazley. They're, they're Joe and yeah. Peter's agent. So that was, the, you know, I, I always said, my, my dad always said, people, good people get together, right? You know, mm -hmm. they gather and they get together. And, and I know that you guys owe a lot to, to Don Baisley. And again, we're not here to, to talk about Don, but hey, what, what a man he was. And I know that my dad admired him so much. And, and, and somewhere, somehow, it's kind of how you guys got brought in together because people don't understand that when you took over the Nordiques, you had that phone call with them because yeah. you were the captain and, 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 and Peter was coming in from Sweden. And, and I remember because he's my dad. So I was in the living room, even though I'm playing for a different organization there, they were having discussions about like they, they were, they had to figure out because Matt Sundin, mm -hmm. another hall of famer, another yeah. Swedish guy was there. And then, and I remember like it was yesterday, him and you know, trying not to listen, but you're listening a little bit because it's interesting. You know, if you're a hug in, it's like somewhere, somehow, like there's only one puck and there's only five guys to get on the ice, and I got to use someone to, you know, what I mean, to, mm -hmm. to to change a little bit the mix of, you know, and I think it became clear after a conversation with you, and then you were coming over anyway, and and no offense to Matt's, right, you know, and he's the one that yeah. you know ends up being traded. Matt's an unbelievable guy. What a hockey Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, Matt no. Again, really I don't want people to think that. That's not what I'm saying. But yeah. it, but it's funny because, you know, I, I even though he would have never told you guys, like, you know, you're two of his favorite players of all time <laughs> in his book, right? I mean, in his mind. I mean, he, he loved both of you as players. And it was, I'm like, I was like kind of the stepchild, you know what I mean? Which is fine, you know, <laughs> which uh, I can live. You know, to, to be the stepchild to you guys, you know, step so stepbrother, yeah, yes. hey, I'll be your stepbrother, yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that in there about Dom Beasley, and you know, and then I'll, I'll give you the floor again because she's the one that's got the greatest questions. They said it; she's the smartest girl in the room, so I, I'm far, smartest you know, person in the room. You keep saying it, and I feel like you don't mean it anymore. Oh, I do, I do. <laughs> Megan thinks every hockey is the nicest guy in the world. It's not so. true. All There's your players, she thinks they're the nicest guys in the okay, world. Good guys, yeah. they're, they're, they're great guys. That's I, what we say. And it's kind of we follow the same, yeah, yeah. same, you know, same model. Like you got to have a great group. Yeah. Um, if you want a ch chance to win, because you get to the playoffs, it's two long months, and and everybody's got to be pulling, pulling the same way. Thank you for affirming that, Joe. <laughs> Peter talked a lot about how Pierre really had a competitive hunger to win, and I was curious, since you had spent a couple seasons before with the Nordiques in that '94 '95 season, if you noticed a shift in the culture with Pierre at the helm, and obviously too, just a really competitive young group of players around you as well. We did. We we, I mean, we're we were coming. We we had some yeah. real good players. Um, 
in 92, 93, I think we, uh, that was Eric Lindros trade. And then we, we became like good right away. And that year we, I mean, we won, no, I think, I don't yeah. remember, did we win? No, we finished second in the division, had a hundred and, I think Boston had like 109, we had 106, yeah. Montreal had 100, like there's, we all, we're all really good. And uh, we, we go up to Montreal or we beat them the first two games and then they sweep us the next four and we're, and we're out. And then the following year, yeah, we come into training camp. We're a young team. Uh, we we missed the playoffs, <laughs> and 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 that one that's when it stung because you finally yeah. got to the playoffs, and now you you have a taste of taste taste of winning, and then you go and miss uh, miss the playoffs the fi- following year. Uh, organization cleans house. Marcel Hobu, he hires uh, Pierre, and uh, and then Pierre comes in, changes the culture a little bit, but but you. Can, you you can sense his enthusiasm, like he, he, his passion. Like, and I remember him telling me, he said, Joe, like his agency, he was successful. Yep. You know, I wasn't leaving my agency to lose. So his expectation right from, from day one, and I think that's how he got the job from Marcel, was just, we're, we're, we're going to win. And he always said, we're, we're, we're going to win, and that's it. And there was no excuses. Um, even though we, we're still a young team, like expectations were, were, were set from him. And it went through the, the coaching staff. We had new coaching uh, coaches came in. Mark Crawford, Joel Quenbell um, came in, and and the message was sent right away. And even though we were young, we 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 felt it, we believed it, and you were excited uh, as players to what he was going to do. And and you just kind of felt like you know what we're, we you just felt it. You, you there's times you you, you you can fake it, but but there was no faking this. You just felt that we're you know what we're we're here now and we have a good opportunity as good as anybody else. And then that year we, we finished first. We lost in the first round of the Rangers, but we had a tremendous regular season. Yeah. It was that lockout uh, shortened season, but I think we only lost one game at home and uh, we had a really good team. So it was promising. And this is going to be a question for both of you to have a chance to answer, but it, it's building off of this LaCroix era of really good teams, two Stanley Cups at the top of the standings for over a decade. What is the best team that you were on that didn't get a cup, and how would it stack up against the 2022 Avs team? That didn't... I won't compare eras, because it's totally different. It's a whole, it's whole different, differently. But I, I, I don't know what Pete thinks, but I think the year before we won, yeah, the 2000 team yeah. uh, probably oh, had uh, the best year. I, I think, well, we won the President's Trophy the year after we won in 96. But I don't think that was as good. I think that 2000 team had the best chance. And I still remember we lost what, game seven in Dallas. But that's, I really thought that the only reason we didn't go to the finals was because of Eddie Belfar. I thought he was so, so good that year. I think the tip that in the post one was a dead march got one in the post. And was that, one yeah. second left. So yeah, was, we still remember that. It was, it was in. so tight. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I remember. It was, it was I remember sitting there and Bork was next to us and was like, oh, we should have won this. Like, it was so sad. Yeah. I think we had a good group and we really wanted to win. So yeah. I agree with you. The, the, the year 2000 yeah. was, um, we were so close that year, but but we, we, we yeah. won two, so you can't complain. But yeah. I think to your we question. I feel you know, like we left one, yeah. at least yeah. one on the, on, on, on the table. But I still, that's when Pierre, Pierre snapped upstairs oh. you know, <laughs> up in the press bar. He oh, just, yeah. He, Try to bang and bash every wall down to get to the <laughs> yeah. to, to get the off ice officials. Oh, uh, oh, that's the Val route, right? Val. I think, yeah, yeah, that was a Val yeah. Val yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? When we look back here, and 
it's 20 something years ago now right and then uh three stanley cups um you guys a little different for peter because only one year in quebec right and then mm-hmm. you there's seven years there seven years there you go i was going to say five <laughs> to eight so seven uh, different market you guys get here it's totally new and, and we saw it in that documentary about you know the the cheesecake factory and you know trying to which was a great line by the way <laughs> you know but looking at it now like it was new remember we all lived at the breakers together yep. and that was unbelievable there was like 12 of us 13 of us and joe is he was more mature and married <laughs> and you know so he lived in a regular house but uh um if you look at it today i mean it's kind of incredible like you know the, the franchise you know 20 something years later and when you come back to town i hear different because you're you're with the mm-hmm. team every day but when you come back to town do you feel some sort of pride and, and attachment you know like to the team like you were at the game last night like is there you know are you proud of what this this franchise has become where it was all new back then now it's it's got a history <laughs> yeah it came a long way i don't think anybody kind of knew who we were before we got here so <laughs> yeah. and and the city totally looked different too but i think yeah, yeah you go to a game uh, like i did yesterday it's uh yeah the franchise came a long way i would say but um I think it's also had to do with the start. We got in a good start here, you know. We uh, the first year we we won the cup, and it was just it's a positive attitude about the team. And and uh, no, I feel I love coming back to Denver. I can't say anything else. You know, it's a uh, it's uh, even if the town changed a little bit, but it's a fantastic place. And and you can see what where the Avalanche are, you know, uh, way up there in the in the all the teams. I would say. Uh, I think when we got here it was. Uh, you know there was basketball there was uh, the, the baseball and the football but the hockey yeah. was way down but then it went pretty fast and hockey's up there now so it's kind of funny and uh, and the organization's done a good job promoting the team too and it's been you know the when we won in the in the beginning of the 2000 there and then what they did uh, a couple of years ago here too with a good team so they've done a good job I actually want to reflect on that first year in Denver. Joe mentions it's hard to compare eras, and it's kind of what I'm going to ask you to do right now. But in that first year in Denver, over two decades or close to it later, Mika Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon become the next duo to have over 100-point seasons after your guys' performance in that first year in Denver. And you guys are obviously followed a Hall of Fame path. And there was a lot more hard work, hardware in between, but I was curious what your thoughts are of what's next for Rantanen and McKinnon. Are they on a Hall of Fame path? Well, if I look at the game yesterday, for sure. <laughs> I mean, they're dominating, and I would say, uh, yeah, I, a little different players than we were, but uh, um, they, what they do on the ice, yeah, I'm really impressed. Uh, I don't come here every day to, you Joe watch them probably every single night, but I not to see them live and then what they perform and. Uh, and all aspects of the game, I think, um, when just a little thing, you see Ranton and he's shooting the open net in the, in the end, you know, he's going to hit it. <laughs> like he, he knows what he's doing on the ice. And, and I was just also impressed yesterday how fast uh, Ranton is. And, you know, to keep up with McKinnon is not the easiest thing. So you have to have somebody that can skate. So, um, but with McCarr and uh, those three is fantastic players. Uh, it's going to be hard uh, if they continue like this to keep them out of the Hall of Fame. I mean, they're unbelievable players. Yeah, I, I think all three are on on, yeah. on, on path. Obviously, you've got to have longevity, and, and, and they're going to. I, I, I don't see them slowing down. They're, they're young. They're incredible athletes. They take care of themselves. Uh, they have a great mindset. They want to be great. Um, and 
you know, they, they enjoy the pressure. You know, that's the one thing. You, you, you have to love playing in pressure games uh, to produce in those games. And, and you want to be a difference maker. And all of those guys, they, uh, they care so much and they want to be, make a difference. They, want to, they just want to go out and win Stanley Cups. And I think at the end of the day, we're going we're gonna to look at it and whenever it is, 10, 15 years. All three probably are, are, are going to be there. You were saying you were surprised how fast Rentonen was, and I think they watched you guys skate Monday at Family Sports. I, <laughs> he I, how I to slow it down? Rantanen. How to yeah. slow it down? <laughs> I, I don't think he thought you guys were fast. I mean, I don't know. You can ask him because you see him every day, but I don't. You know, I, I think you guys have slowed down. But oh. speaking of that, though, I'll tell you one thing: having played with you guys, and again, I'm gonna pump your tires. And I hate doing it, but <laughs> it's reality. Um, and I play with some great players over, you know, again, different kind of career than you guys, but I always compared you guys um, when I was playing and then when I was working with teams or whatever, and I still do. Uh, I, I talked about it last week. Like, your level of production was so consistent. And, and, and again, that's why I'm saying it's praises, you know, and it, just go back to your team last week, right? Three out of four, or you get shut out, and you know what I mean? Like, it's right, and then people start talking about yeah. this stuff, and, and that's where I always bring it up, and I bring you guys all the time, and I've brought you guys in numerous meetings in, in, in the last 20 years, and it's, well, those guys did it, you know what I mean? So, so people can do it, and then did you ever take pride in, and I know you did, but was it stressful at times when, when you know you got to produce? Because I... I'm I'm a fourth liner. Like I, I don't have yeah. to produce, but and I know it comes with the territory. But how, how do you cope with it when you go like three and four games last week? You know, for your guys, you know. Oh, we did that too. I mean, uh, we, not we, not we, a lot. We, we, uh, you just forget we, about it. Everybody, yeah, everybody yeah, has their sure. slumps. All right, that's true. Yeah. You know, everybody. You have yeah. days when when you're just feeling it, yeah. and you go through streaks where it doesn't matter what you're doing, you're you're going to produce, and you're you you you, you just Confidence-wise, you can't be stopped. And then there's there's times where you're yeah. squeezing your stick, and yep. you wonder if you're ever going to score again, or, or make a decent play, or or whatever. I mean, it goes. It, it it's it's everybody. It's just how you. I think what we 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 always the next day we just didn't matter what happened in the game before is you get ready for the next one. Yeah. You go go in there, you hit the gym, work out, repetition, and try and keep your same routine going. And um, I, I think if. You just know if you're doing the right things off the ice and you prepare, eventually it's going to turn. And I think that's that's with this group too. I mean, yeah, we had a really good hot start early, and then we started winning games, scoring a lot of goals, but a little sloppy. Um, and the sloppiness got caught up to us and stopped scoring, and, uh, you know, things happen like that. But uh, we, we know this group. They care so much that they're, they're going to bounce back. When, when they need to dial it in, they're going to dial it in. Yeah. Well, a little different. Joe went to the gym. I didn't go to the yeah, gym. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I went home and took a nap. And then yeah. I got ready. <laughs> I needed to. You didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Today's show is brought to you by Bet365. You can join Bet365 with the DNVR365 code today. You get amazing boosts on every single game, every single day. You can also get in on the specific DNVR bet. Yeah, we have our very own bet led by Dre himself. So if you want to make some money with the DNVR crew, Bet365 is the way to do it. Make sure you get over to the Bet365 app. Use that DNVR365 code to let them know we sent you so you can get in on 
all of the boosts and special bets and all of that amazing stuff. Jump in with Bet365 today and keep your sports never ordinary. Uh, as always, you must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Please play responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER today. We're also brought to you by the folks over at Snarfs, the best sandwiches you can get here in Colorado. They have fresh ingredients every single day. Jump in there, go get some delicious sandwiches of your choice, and be sure to join the Snarfs Customer Rewards Program. You can download the app today, and when you do, you can get your choice of a 7-inch BOGO sub as well as a ton of other rewards Absolutely delicious choices from Snarf, whatever sandwich you might like, ranging all the way from a Philly cheesesteak to a sandwich with hot dogs and bacon on it. Snarf's has you fully covered. When you have kids, you know, right? Yeah. When you don't have kids, you're like, yeah, you don't know. This one's for Joe, um, and you can absolutely weigh in on, on it as well because it involves you both. But I'm sitting among the best, among the best, one, two, centerman duos, and I'm looking at the 2022 Cup team. Nathan McKinnon has Nazem Kadri at 2C. Last year, that was obviously a really challenging area for the Avs. I was curious what kind of firepower or how essential that one-two at first and second line combination is to getting a team over a finish line. Do you want me to start? Or yeah. Be, uh, I just... I just to, to have two takes pressure off of each other. I mean... I know when like we got along so well, but we knew we needed each other. And if we're both going, we're going to be successful. You're hoping that one of the two were going for sure. Yeah. Uh, if neither of us were going, it, it just wasn't going to happen. But uh, but yeah, you 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 need that. Just it, it backs the other teams off. Uh, takes takes away. You, you know, usually two teams have a top two that they want to. They want to play against a top two D that they want to play against the other team's top line. But if you can have two lines going, um, it, it it takes pressure off both the lines, but it also puts more pressure on the other team. And and just just to have that that, that flow, um, one line jumping on, you know, momentum. Then the next lines come in momentum. Then you you know you're hoping your third and fourth lines keep that momentum going. It just wears teams out if you can have that that kind of depth. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I think I mean you miss Kadri and Landeskog when they, I mean that's a key ingredient if you're going to win the cup. They were great when they won, and the horses too. And and uh, just bringing up an old story now, but when I came to <laughs> Quebec and just thinking back, and and uh, you know I was pretty good in Europe, and everybody saying he's going to have a good career. I was coming over, and what I heard when I you know when I was in Sweden, you know you're going to take ice time from somebody, and someone's going to get mad. And just to give credit to Joe, like he was, and that maybe that's why he won a couple of cups and, and wanted to be in the winning team that he embraced it. Like, great, you're here, Peter. He took care of me. It was never, a, ever a discussion about taking ice time from each other. I think we were helping out to each other. And I think that gives credit to Joe, you know, it's just how you wanted to win. It was not a competition that was going to score the points. It's more like uh, this player from Sweden is going to help the team win the games. So uh, back to the questions, like, I think, yeah, maybe um, it, it is a big part, not only sentiments, but also lines, if you have maybe two defensemen that can log ice times. But, but it was awesome for us to have, I think, uh, and look at when the, the Avs won the Cup of Kadri and Landeskog, you have two players that play physical. Mm -hmm. uh, they love being on the ice when it counts, and uh, they want to win. And I think that's uh, 
those two guys played a big part, and I think you know for us it was great to have two guys. Yeah, and I remember seeing it, the internal competition. I don't care. I mean, I'm not saying you're competing on purpose, but but you are. I mean, somewhere, and that's what, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, in, well, in a good are. way, not in a bad you, way. You both want to produce. You both want to play well. And, exactly. And, and you probably both, you know, you need each other. You feed off each um, other. Yeah. Uh, you know, to accomplish a goal. And, and that's hard to defend, right? Because when you're the when, when king dry, it's a little different, right? Yeah. And then that, that kind of helps each other out, so... Yeah, I mean, it was always a joy um, to, 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 to watch you guys and perform, and it was just, you know, a treat. But we are brought to you by MSU Denver. You can restart your college career or get it going for the first time with MSU Denver. They have over 90 different major programs to follow, and if you want to, you can even put together your own major path. You can do online or in-person classes or a mix of both, and you have a ton of amazing options to get back into or into school for the first time. They're currently registering for the spring semester over at msudenver.edu. Get in there today and get on with your education. We're also brought to you by Bacchus and Schenker. You can call 222-2222 today. You wouldn't have a show without sports legends, without mentoring, mentioning someone like Bacchus and Schenker, a staple of the Colorado community. Uh, you can get a free consultation from them at the two number or at coloradolaw.net. And if they think you have a case, you pay nothing up front. So get in on that and get what you deserve with Bacchus and Schenker. They just want to get you paid. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the 25-plus years they've been doing this here in Colorado. So they're very good at what they do. Go call Bacchus and Schenker today. Bacchus and Schenker wins. I'm going to change the direction a little bit. Just like I want people that are listening to know, like, who's your favorite Colorado athlete non-hockey in the last 20 years? Are you considered an athlete? Or well, I, I, I'm, you I'm your can favorite we can? for sure. Can we say you? Besides me, I said non-hockey or me. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, who do we got? Well, I don't know. My, I had, you know, my roommates were great. That Martian Heino, you know, I still yeah. talked to them. They were awesome players and <laughs> awesome to have in the, you know, the in the teams. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know what... <laughs> Probably a lot. Guess of we're gonna have to go non-hockey. That's uh, he doesn't listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't changed. Well, he doesn't like all listen. All of our teammates are well, incredible. They, I, I said oh, non-hockey. Well, I couldn't. I don't consider Heino as a hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. Non -hockey, that's true. You know, that's why I was saying because we're all everybody's great. We uh, all know that. But like you know, I didn't know like. Joe's a big college football fan. I mean, that's I didn't know that. Now that's in the last four years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last, last four years, I love it now. No, I didn't uh, know, you know. But I, I think, I don't know about favorite, but guys you have respect yeah, for. Yeah. Like, we, when we came here, I mean, it's Broncos town, right? Yeah. And, and John Elway's your quarterback. So they, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, for sure. That's probably the strongest arm of, of all time. So it, it's, you have that, that, that respect for what they can do on, on, on day in, day out, and how they, you know, they have all the pressure on the world. I mean, it's... Mm -hmm. Like when we the, we talked about it when we came here, no one knew us, and it was awesome that first year. <laughs> we went out, we can do whatever we want. We can go to football games and yep. have a bunch of beers, and no one would know. Uh, and and you, you, I mean, he was the face of Colorado. So so what they had to do, and just to see, just just a respect for yeah. for guys like that. And um, you know, the Rockies were unbelievable. Those guys, uh, the Blake Street Bombers, uh, they were exciting. It was fun to watch them. So respect for all those guys that uh, that, that came in and did it day in day out. How does 
a Hall of Fame induction compare to winning the Stanley Cup? Go ahead, Pete. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's a, uh, I mean, both unbelievable. I mean, but a little different. I mean, uh, get in the Hall of Fame. It's like four years after. Uh, four years, four yeah. years, but it was definitely a phone call that it was uh, worth taking. It was fantastic <laughs> to be to get in it. I didn't even think about it, but um, I don't know when you're. I feel like we, when you won the Stanley Cup, it was that's something special, special, special. I don't know. It, uh, the achievements like that it comes afterwards but just uh, remember being on the ice when you really the horn blows and you want to stand the cup that's um, for me i mean hall of fame is up there but just winning this just uh, when you're there you know nobody can take it away you, it's over uh, i think that's the best feeling you can have you've been battling with the guys for nine months and you're just done and and you won that's the best feeling so I would rate stand the cup a little higher, but it, they're different. I mean, you've been waiting for if you're done with hockey, you're not really part of it, and then you get involved and, and in, inducted. It's fantastic, but the feeling within winning the Stanley Cup—that's nothing that beats it. I would say. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think it's three years. I retire no nine, no nine, gotten twelve. So I think it's three years. Is I should know this. I don't have to worry about it. I'm fine. You still got time. I'm still waiting. It's <laughs> uh, fine. But I, but I I agree. I think if uh, growing up as a kid you're dreaming of winning the Stanley Cup, you you don't you're not thinking of hockey hall of fame or anything like that. And and if you probably ask any player that's won a cup or be in the hall of fame, if you could pick one and you only had one, um, it's f for sure the Stanley Cup. There's there's nothing like winning a championship with your teammates and and it, raising the cup, especially the first one for the first time and um, and knowing you're going to have one heck of a summer. We can begin winding this down. I know we've had your time for a while now. I have just a couple more questions. Joe, we've talked a lot about management and managing teams and roster construction, but also bringing in the right personnel is a really big part of that. And I was curious with Jared Bednar, first time NHL coach, took a little bit of a risk, had a tough first season, a difficult Vegas exit. How did you know you had the right guy? Just because hard working, working guy, um, tremendous person, work ethic. I, I, you know, it's diff It's like coaching from our generation is is different than this generation. It, it's you, you have to have the players believe in what you're doing, knowing that you as a coach believe in believe in them, get to know them personally, and uh, so so it's a little different uh, in that. But he's got a really just. Even my first interview with him and then follow-up interviews, you, you can just tell he had that quiet passion, the, the confidence and how he wanted to play, and it just kind of meshed with the direction that we wanted to take our team as well. I mean, we, we, this is an organization from the start that was built on speed and skill and excitement, and that's how we kind of wanted to co coach the team. And we knew some of the young guys that we had here you got your McKinnons, Rantons, and, and what, what are, what's coming, and Lannis Goggs, and that's how we wanted to play. And uh, he's just um, early, even early. Yeah, we had a tough first year, but we knew we were going to. We knew it was going to be a tough first year. That we, we had to get have the turnover. Um, but every year, he just did, the players have confidence in him. When and when the players have confidence in a coach, he, that coach coach is going to find a way to get, get through them. And and it's just it's like from the coaching staff and the players, they got a good bond. They communicate well and, and they find solutions together. Well, to second that, like I, I didn't know him at all. You know, I, and, and again, I, I know him like in passing. I'm, 
Um, I was skeptical at first, uh, like everybody else, right? Because it's normal. If you're okay. not on the inside, it's normal, right? You know. But I have to say, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan, uh, and I say it all the time, and you guys know that. And I've, I've, as a fan of the Avalanche, I'm like, all right, I, I get it now. I see what Joe and you know, the crew saw it. So kudos to you for. And we all know it's hard when you go through that. <laughs> like you just said, mm-hmm. as much as you say, like. Oh, we knew it was going to be hard. Like, oh, it, no, it was, was hard. Again, I hate praising you, but that was a gr- that was a right call. Well, I that give was the a- ownership a lot of credit. They could have got rid of all well, of us if they I'm wanted tr- to. So, I mean, they I'm, had the patience. That's what I'm and, trying to and say. And Stan and, and Josh I, were both great to us to, to give us another opportunity. And, 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 and I said that the other day, and I'll say it again. Like, And I don't know, Jared, but watching the Stanley Cup two years ago and and, and and he got so emotional and i for me that's that was so awesome and i gained so much respect for him there and again i said we're not friends i i see him in passing and i respect him but i think he does a heck of a job so yeah. good job i hate saying that to you but good job um you know right just one I of mean, the nicest guys i see i knew yeah. she was gonna say that one of the nicest guys you know hey nice guys do f- win they don't finish last right hmm. um did you have one more you were saying? Or? Yeah, Peter, I wanted to know if you're still terrorizing Swedish men's leagues. Uh, well, Switzerland. I'm oh, down there. Yeah, I play in the... Switzerland. I, I, I haven't played this year. I played, played last year. Uh, it's a, I think it's not the Veterans League. It's called the Seniors League. Um, you can be over 30 in that league. So uh, this year I haven't played. But yeah, it's fun. It's, it's more like a practice, have a beer afterwards, the games. Uh, uh, if it's... Four four one minute one minute to go. I'm not gonna trip anybody or anything. <laughs> that would happen before, but uh, so. But it's fun to. I enjoyed hockey, except my foot doesn't work still, so I'm still not good on the ice. Uh, that hurts, but it's. Uh, I think I enjoy being out there, um, especially practicing. Can you believe I say that, Joe? That I like I'm practicing, shocked. but you, you I, practice? <laughs> you never practiced here. <laughs> this is the opposite before. Like, love a lot the game, of days hate practicing, yeah. but uh, yeah. but I, I enjoy being out there, and it's a good group of guys back there, so we have fun. Yes. And I wanted to know a little bit more about what brought you into town, what you've been up to lately. Well, I moved down to Switzerland to Zug. It's a good hockey town that's outside Zurich. It's a German part of Switzerland moved down with the three kids. They're 11, 9, and 7. And uh, so we're down there uh, working on different things. A hockey brand. Uh, got some Inuiki shoes. That's kind of why we moved down there. It's a shoe brand. So do a little di- few different things. And hockey agency. Uh, a couple, couple of players in the NHL. So do different things. Uh, and then I travel, have fun, uh, chill out. Uh, don't I don't... Uh, work from uh, seven to five every day. I can do a little what I want, so I got a good life. That's awesome. Is is there something a, a venture here, Eggs Inc. That yeah, I've been trying to bring a Swedish a Swedish restaurant concept over here. Okay. A little fast food, uh, healthy. So we'll see if we get it going. We got an unbelievable good group over here. That's a good concept. So we're gonna maybe open the doors in a six or uh, six months or a year. So it's gonna be exciting to get it going. So. Uh, that's kind of why I'm here, and then I took it on the way to Toronto because I wanted to go to. I, I also have Ken Hitchcock is going in the in the Hall of Fame. He's my old coach there in Philly, and then uh, Henrik Lundqvist, of course. That. That's kind of won us the Olympic gold in '06, and then of course with Pierre. So I had a little good trip, but uh, ate some eggs today. We had a little tasting, <laughs> so that's great. That's awesome. I 
for people out there that might be a shock to them too, but I was Santa in Vegas for one Christmas <laughs> for his kids. I mean, even though I, I don't, I mean, I don't really look like Santa, but I mean, some people, you know. But that was funny. Yeah, we've had some good. It's fun about hockey. We always stay in touch. Everybody stays together. And one couple of last questions: favorite, best golfer of our ex teammates that you ever played with. Best golfer. Well, Lyles is good. Ah, oh, Joel God. and Lyles, I think. Don't say not Joel. Besides no, Joel. no, it's not me. Johnny Lyles for sure. Johnny. Of our, of our ex, yeah. I, I, and and I just went this summer with Johnny and a group yeah, yeah. of us went there yeah. for, to Ireland for for six days and. We're close with him. We tied round one, and then I fell apart. And he was—he was almost—he was, he was shooting even, even par every, every round. Yeah, he's good in the wind. So he's impressive. Okay. What about best card player of our ex teammates on the plane? I got my guy. Well, I got—you know—I was playing cards when I was yeah. first in in, in Quebec, and then. Uh, Claude Lemieux got traded to us, and he took my spot. He goes, oh, you're sitting my spot. Get out of here and play with Lego with Denmark in the back. And I got thrown out of the card game. So after that, I never played. So I don't know who played who won. I know who the worst was or lost the most. But I don't want to say it. No. Yari Curry. Oh, <laughs> the best, yeah. <laughs> what was your but name? We did, uh, we, I mean, we did. I, I love the flights. Like We, oh, all, we just got there and... Set up the card tables and 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 play and have a have a blast. It's just, and the I guy, think that's like when you when you when you leave the game, you miss that. You yeah. miss you you forget about the the game itself. Uh, you can't play anymore. You you know that, but but you really miss uh, hanging around with the guys and dinners and and the flights and um, just a lot of laughs. Back then, we didn't have these things. So it was that. like you had the rooming list, and then what was your name again? Like uh, was that Doral Brunson? I, I, no. no, no, no. I jeez, uh, then. Uh, Oh, no, I went with a Croatian soccer player, Davor Sukor. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that was his name on the, Not anymore. On the hotel list back then. So uh, that was funny. Well, I mean, that's all I got. I mean, I don't know what you uh, you got, and I'm excited for the weekend. And like I said, I um, I can't thank you enough, and uh, you guys were a big part. You get into the Hall of Fame. You said it earlier. You know, it's different than winning Stanley Cups. You know what I mean? It's, it's more about you. Mm. Um, my dad's not here, so... Uh, but I'll tell you one thing, he'd be the first one to say, if it wasn't for these two, you know, he probably wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame today. And that's, well, you know and, what I mean. And we were saying the same. Well, exactly. If it wasn't for Pierre, yeah. like exactly. we, we might, awesome. no, we wouldn't have an opportunity either. Because yeah. uh, he, when he came yeah. in, he changed the culture yeah. and it was about winning and he, he, he taught, taught you a lot. Awesome. I don't want to cry, but, you know, it's, I, I mean it, you know, so it's. Uh, no, he was fantastic. Yeah, is. He was, you know, we, yeah, we had those yeah. 10 years, you know, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. and, um, hey, that's a good, a good 10 run. years. Oh, my yeah. Lord. But that's what I got. I don't know if you got more. No, that's all I had, too. Thank you guys so much for taking the time and coming here today. No, you're welcome. No it's our pleasure. Appreciate it. A lot of fun. Uh, thanks. Thanks, buddy. We'll be right back, Jeff. <laughs> and now for the. Just gonna do the last ones and then hello welcome back this is a tough act to follow yeah this is uh, yeah, a, yeah not gonna live up to that not gonna live up to that but chats we do need to let you guys know that we are brought to you by breckenridge brewery the official beer of dnvr you can get yours on tap here at the bar where people like joe sackick and peter forsberg come chill uh eight different kinds on tap uh 
Also can find it at your local liquor store. I know many of you aren't local, so find it at breckbrew.com with their Breck Beer Locator. Uh, and then also go check out Shady Rays. If you want to be looking fly, probably not quite as fly as Forsberg looked on the show. I'm not going to lie. Unbelievable. No one has that level of swagger. But uh, you can get your Shady Rays at ShadyRays.com. And when you check out with code DNVR, you get 50% off your order of two sunglasses or more. So be sure to jump on that uh, offer as well and uh, get in on the, on the good looks. Um, on that note, we do have a, a little bit more to, to show to you. Well, not to show, but to tell you guys about. As I'm sure you heard on the show, they're having the Hall of Fame inductions this weekend. And we will, well, AJ and I won't be there, but DNVR will be there. <laughs> Specifically, Eric and Megan will be there covering all of that with tons of interviews with people like Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg uh, over the weekend. So be sure to keep your eyes here yeah. on the YouTube channel, on our Twitters. Lots more cool content coming your guys' way. <laughs> I don't even really have words at the moment. It's, it's a little surreal. For, for the sure. opportunity ahead. But I do want to shout out getting the opportunity to bring some honor to the legacy of Pierre Lacroix yep. this yeah. weekend is something that I'm tremendously grateful for. And I don't mean to center myself in the conversation at all. It's more so that I'm really excited to do this the justice that it deserves. Yep. Because we had talked about it on the show, and I'm sure you guys have heard it about it just listening to the legacy of Pierre Lacroix and how much family meant to him. And I really think that DNVR is exactly the outlet that can try and bring that to the forefront in a way that it really deserves. And I'm excited for that, and I think Eric and his family deserve it. Absolutely. I echo everything you just said. I don't really have anything to add to that. Um, I think we're good. Anything else you want to add, AJ? Yeah, I sat down in this chair just to sit in it. Yeah. <laughs> just I to say you sat in the same chair. I, Nothing I, I of substance to add. AJ and Rudo, because they're going to be so boots on the ground while we're in Toronto, because there are still avalanche games happening. And so the coverage isn't going to stop on yeah. the Avs day to day. So just buckle up. There's a lot of content coming your way. And I think the beat is has never been in a better place than it is right now. We are so excited by yep. what we've been doing and what we're looking to do in the year ahead. And I just can't, I just don't really have the words. We're pretty happy right yeah. now. I think it's safe to say. Um, it'll be, it will be really cool. You guys going up to, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. going up to Toronto and, and doing some cool things that nobody else is going to be able to do. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Rudo and I are just, we're just the we're here. the work ponies. Yeah, we're just here. We do the grunt work. We make we make sure that the day to day will get done and yeah. uh, all the cool stuff is is all the two of y'all. So it's the most hockey answer I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Next, you're gonna tell the team you just gotta get pucks deep, throw in a yes. few obvious rolling four lines all night long, the usual, you know. <laughs> yeah, on Hall of Fame night, I'm just gonna text you, get pucks deep. Get pucks That's deep. That's it. That's uh, it. We also got some super chats here. Obviously, we can't ask them the questions, but thank you, Spence, for I think it's like five bucks worth of super chats. Twenty dollars from yeah, twenty dollars from Zach as well. Uh, thank you very much. And then five from Rusco, uh, two from Vaguely Sober, and twenty one nineteen. Love the number from Craig Fitzpatrick. Appreciate y'all, y'all tuning in to our show. We don't get to do things like this all that often. So it was a pretty cool one for us. I hope it was as cool for you guys. Uh, we are going to wrap up this show now, though. We appreciate all y'all. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe if you like this content. Maybe we can do some stuff uh, more like this more often if you guys really enjoyed. 
Uh, and you can always follow us on Spotify if you're more of a podcast person. We're available there, too. We appreciate y'all, and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow for an Avs game. We all silly like the mayor. 